Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is VSIN Tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, let's talk some NBA betting with Doug Kazarian, OnlyPlayers.com. It's hour number two of VSEN tonight, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Wes and Matt here at the Circus Sportsbook downtown. And we got Doug Kazarian from his home tonight in Summerlin. And uh, Doug, before we jump into the NBA, how did the Super Bowl betting work out for you? I know you had a lot of action all over the board. Uh, small loss for me. Um my favorite prop, my big one did not catch. All the other ones did not. Um, I should have bet both punters, uh, the the Niners punter on some stuff. One of those headaches. But, of course, all the leans on the side in total got there. That's great. Um, but all in all, good. And, uh, you know, one of those things where it was a really fascinating situation given the moving parts all along. But, I feel a little vindicated that, you know, Purdy played as well as he could, but I've been saying all year there's a limitation here. And I know, you know, his contract and his experience enabled the Niners to have other stars, which, again, it just was such a fascinating matchup with the face of the league against this other team with Shanahan and they were favored and just all this. And, of course, it goes to overtime. Just an awesome game all around. Only the second overtime Super Bowl ever and Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, a, uh, a big hit. And actually, I said for the first three quarters, Wes, it looked like a preseason game. Mm-hmm. And then in the fourth quarter in overtime, the game got much better, obviously. And uh, if you just took the fourth quarter in OT, it was a classic. The first three quarters, pretty sloppy uh, football. Actually, it could have passed for August. All right, let's talk NBA betting. Doug Kazarian, onlyplayers.com with us, former ESPN betting analyst. And Doug, if you go back to late November at DraftKings, the Clippers – we're twenty-two to one odds to win the NBA title right now. Five to one. Are you buying the Clippers at this point, or did you buy them over the past couple months? I did not at twenty-two to one, but I have them. I have Kawhi at hundred to one to win MVP. He's down to thirty. I think this Clippers team is legit. If you could guarantee me their health would stay intact, then I would bet a lot more on them. But the problem is, I really do feel like this organization is snake bitten, and at some point. I know it's just a curse, blah, blah, blah. We saw Virginia get over the hump, even going back to Mickelson. Eventually, he got over the hump and won won the Masters and other majors. But I I just – so much has to go right, including you have to get injury uh, luck your way. And this is a team that has some fragile players. I mean, Kawhi speaks for itself, even Paul George. Uh, Harden has had some questionable playoff performances. So there's certainly some doubt there. I would not bet 5-1, to I'll tell you that. Um, but they are intriguing at their best. I, I think I just saw something over the last 27 games with Kawhi in the lineup. They're 24 and three, which is the same win percentage as the 73 win Warriors had. So there's a lot to like with this team. And but I will say they have struggled with some of the elite, elite, elite teams or certain teams that kind of have their number. So I'm really fascinated what happens tonight, albeit 
without Kawhi. Yeah, Doug, uh, that's going to get tipped off here in about seven minutes. No Kawhi, of course, in the lineup. Uh, Warriors up to three-and-a-half-point favorites, even a couple rogue fours out here in town. Uh, uh, so let me tie that in a little bit with the Warriors now, who have finally gotten over 526-25. Uh, they've played better since Draymond has been back. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga has finally emerged as, as that uh, good third scorer that they've been looking for. What do you think the ceiling is for the Warriors now? You know, obviously the the reports today that they inquired about LeBron is interesting and almost shows you that they don't think they can win at all uh, in the current structure. It would have to take a really Herculean performance from Steph for them to make a run like they did. But that was when they did Quay, Quay, uh, excuse me, Clay had some big games and they kind of like the Western Conference kind of broke the right way for them that year. And then, um, you know, the Celtics had the 2-1 lead. I don't think they're title contenders, but if players continue to evolve, like who you mentioned, Kaminga, everything changes. It's almost like they added a player at the trade deadline by when Kaminga is emerging, uh, sort of overlapped with the trade deadline. They're finally using him. It's, it's, uh, you know, I've, I've seen glimpses of it and I've always wondered why this guy doesn't play more. And finally he's getting as much, I mean, at one point he was getting as much run as Moody and I just never saw that. So they're, and then even like the the role players who kind of stink, they they they're becoming less and less just Steph dependent. So they you know that just frees up Steph that much more little windows, and you know they can beat the Suns who have a big three and things like that, like they did last Saturday. So I've been in, I've been really impressed with the growth of this team, the growth of the reserves, and. I'm really curious to see even what happens tonight. I, I like, I, I think it's Warriors or pass, even at three and a half. I think you have to lay it. The Clippers lack a lot of defensive chemistry. I think they need the, the, the all-star break a lot. I mean, they've had a lot of quote unquote big games and they're running on empty kind of like the Knicks. The Knicks needed the all-star break more than any other team in the league right now with all the injuries and Brunson just carrying all that low. They hit a wall and we saw that tonight losing by double digits against Orlando. I think, Given the stinker they laid in the second half against the T-Wolves the other night, and without Kawhi, I think this could be an egg, a serious egg laid uh, by this team defensively because chemistry is needed on defense. So when you take out Kawhi, there's a lot of sort of loose pieces defensively and a lot of missed assignments, and then chasing around Steph off the ball will drive any defense bonkers. So I really like uh, the Warriors in that regard tonight. And I think the Clippers are going to struggle. I just think they need a hard reset, which is the all-star break. So, uh, Doug, you did just mention the Knicks, of course, uh, very shorthanded. A lot of guys out of lineup, they lose big in Orlando tonight. And what we're seeing in the Eastern Conference, you know, we've kind of been thinking, okay, it's a big three, right? Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, now Philadelphia without Embiid uh, for at least a little while. Milwaukee certainly has not gone off the boil exactly with Doc Rivers. I think they're three and six uh, since Doc has taken over the job. So are you buying any of those second tier teams in the Eastern Conference that they can maybe get up there close to that top tier, whether it be the Knicks or the Indiana Pacers or Cleveland, who just hung on uh, here late against Chicago? You know, it's hard to say that East is going to be wild after seeing the Heat <laughs> go to the cup of the NBA finals last year. I mean, if that's the bar, then, you know, everything else is going to be predictable, but I do, I do think that second tier for the reasons you mentioned, we all want to assume the best case scenario of everything. We can't assume Embiid's going to be hundred percent when the playoffs begin. We want to believe that, but we're not sure. There's no guarantee that we've seen over the years, whether it be Garnett or some of these other guys coming back from injury, just because the calendar says it's a playoff doesn't mean the body says it's ready. So I think we have to keep that in mind. I'm not sold on the bucks. I really think people are I, – I, the, the NBA has changed, much like when Aroldis Chapman sort of got caught by other relievers. When he was throwing his gas, it was remarkably different than any other pitcher, and no one could touch it. And then the rest of the league started throwing close to it, like high 90s, and some guys touched 100. Then Chapman wasn't that overwhelming to batters, and his competitive advantage was sort of lost. Similarly – I mean, we have guys like Nas Reed who can bomb threes. Everybody can shoot threes now. So what Damian Lillard does, yeah, it's a little better, and he can stretch the defense to the logo, but what you gain in that is the delta is not as significant as it was three years ago. So you lose so much defensively. So frankly, like I'd rather have Drew Holiday than Damian Lillard. That's where we are right now as a league. 
because you can make up the three-point shooting with five guys. And if you have a liability on defense, then it's not JV basketball where you can just have like two good defenders like Giannis and Brooke Lopez and all of a sudden cover everyone's mistakes. The offense is too good in this league. The shooting is too good. So if you have one weak link on defense or maybe one and a half, you're a liability as a team. So Giannis and, and Brooke Lopez are pointless if you have guys like Damian Lillard. So I'm not sold on the Bucks. They're dysfunctional. They're thin as well. They gave away some of their depth. We'll see how it all trans. Obviously, Giannis can go for 50 in some of these games and just be a beast. But I think they're really limited, man. Like I, I would take the Cavs over them uh, in terms of com- you know coming out of the actual playoffs because they can D up and with Mobley back I, and Allen. I think this team is a much higher ceiling just given where we are with how many guys can bomb the three. So I think the East is wide open. And if the Celtics are obviously legit, but they really, really want to die by the three some games rather than live by the three. And we saw that against, you know, Miami last year when Grant Williams is talking smack, they blow leads in the last few minutes because they won't take the layup when it's just logical, what you need to do to protect the lead in the final few minutes. And if Porzingis, who's been fragile throughout his career, gets hurt, I mean, he's such a difference maker for that team. So I really think the East is more wide open than people realize. I think the Knicks are right there in the conversation. I love that they added the shooters that they did. I think they're a sneaky bet to come out of the East. I really do. Never uh, never count out the Bucks because of the coaching greatness of Doc Rivers. <laughs> <clears throat> I think he could be the difference. There, Giannis yeah. is hoping uh, LeBron runs Darvin Ham so he can get his boy back. That's why I, I thought <laughs> they just waited. They could get Darvin Ham as coach of the Bucks and didn't want to uh, be patient. Doug, so Clippers, Golden State tips off uh, – Almost right now, I guess, uh, in San Francisco. DraftKings has dropped to three. There's three and a half out there in the market. 237 and a half and 238. Did you, you said you played the side or the total? Uh, the side. The side. I, I think the Clippers' biggest Achilles heel here will be defense. I, I think Kawhi losing him disrupts their chemistry on defense. And when you have a foreign offense to def- defend, like chasing Steph around and off the ball, I really think it's going to pose problems for this Clippers team. Like, they, but they can they can score in waves, um, and maybe they do that with guys like Norman Powell, and 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 maybe Westbrook gets going. But I'm not optimistic. I think they've hit that proverbial wall. You always got to be careful this week. It really starts Tuesday on, in terms of the All Star break. Teams have one foot out the door in terms of planning All Star weekend parties and that you know party capital that is Indianapolis West, but. I, I do think there'll be fun know, events. No, there no. will be fun events as in Indianapolis. As, as soon yeah. as I saw Doug say, heard him say Indianapolis, Wes jumps in his chair. I mean, yes. it's, it's like you're triggered like, we, triggered like Pavlov's we are, dog. We are a very civic minded people. Doug, hold that thought because I got a question for you after the break about the NBA leading up to the All Star break. We also have to update Lakers at half, lead the Jazz 70 to 69. West, we have a halftime number. On uh, Lakers, Utah, with a one-point game at the half. We do. Jazz minus three, one eighteen and a half the total. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro. There's an introductory offer of only $9.99. $9.99. VSIN.com slash subscribe to sign up now. Back here on VSIN Tonight. Doug Kazarian, OnlyPlayers.com, joins us. We've been talking NBA. Doug, last night my mom sent me a text and said she heard you doing a voiceover on a Hyundai commercial. And I said, that's probably not you. Were you doing that or not? No, I wish. Uh, that's a that's an avenue and revenue stream. I wouldn't mind that. It's a lot of hard work. I've actually talked to a guy who's a professional in that world. And it's really difficult. It's much different than just you know ad-libbing for an hour or whatever. There's such an art to it and the pacing and, oh, man, it's uh, like anything in this world. There's there's experts in everything. And don't don't underestimate what they do on, for that radio talk. Wes Reynolds, one of our friends uh, out of Prem Valley Golf Course, Mark Nolan, did voiceovers mm-hmm. for commercials, video games, movies. Well, Mark, Mark had voice. the voice to do it, of course. Uh, longtime yeah. PA announcer out at the uh, Summer League. Uh, Mark now back in Iowa. That's right. Uh, Doug, we were talking a little college hoops. Before we get back to the NBA, Connecticut tonight, a 24-and-a-half-point favorite. And it did feel like that first half line should have been bumped up. I don't know if you played this, but I thought the handicap on the game was Connecticut's going to be up so big that Danny Hurley's not going to play his starters much in the second half of this one tonight with a game against Marquette coming up on Saturday. Did you play UConn and lay the first half number? I know you like to do that sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I do feel the line was short for both the game and the first half. I do think some situations, much like we've talked about with Alabama, how Saban is just terrible in the fourth quarters in terms of like scoring. Uh, when there's huge blowouts, he just takes his foot off the gas and runs power eye. I think some of these times where you are, when you really are factoring in like the garbage time in, in a matchup like this, you have to kind of shade it obscenely like Alabama first halves are. But I'll push back to, to you guys. Like, isn't like the second unit of Connecticut better than what DePaul is going to be trotting out there in a 25, 30 point game with 10 minutes to go? I mean, some of these guys, you know, want some run and never get the court. And they have McDonald's All Americans who don't get much time. I mean, I see, I played them against Georgetown over the weekend just because I thought it was a good spot. And the backstory against where they played the first meeting, but I didn't plan. But <laughs> I do think that second unit makes them like, kind of still value, even when you're laying 24 on the road. Yeah, this this topic's perfect for the betting bully. And uh, <laughs> he, he loves to play the powerhouse teams or bet against the worst teams in college they, basketball. They, by the way, were right? minus eight for the second half. Georgetown, UConn, uh, DePaul. I said that in the first hour tonight, Doug, that I would make UConn's second unit a favorite over DePaul. If you, n- right. none of the starters can play, UConn would still be favored in the game uh, tonight. Well, along the same – 
along the same lines, I talked to my guy who's a big women's basketball expert, and I laid the 43 and a half with the women's UConn Huskies tonight. And they were uh, they were up 59 and won by 48. Women's basketball, by the way, is getting more popular. Uh, we were talking about Chuck Esposito last night. They got the Caitlin Clark prop up, how she's going to break the record. Uh, I'll be betting some women's tournament. I don't do women's regular season quite yet. Just don't have the time, but I'll be betting okay. the women's tournament. That said, on Saturday afternoon, when Fox had a quadruple header of basketball, Fox televised a Marquette-Villanova women's game it was total nonsense that that was a national TV game. Those are two unranked teams. They had Iowa-Nebraska on Sunday. Yeah, but they had – I'm talking about Villanova-Marquette. Right. Unranked teams. Nobody's watching that. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was surprised to see that. Anyway. All right. Matt, if you were the czar of sports, you'd also change all the women's scores on the ticker as well, right? Because you get confused. Well, I said that a lot of people get confused. I mentioned that to you at ESPN many years ago. I also mentioned it to the Bear and Stanford Steve, and I said – when you're, next time you're in a meeting, change all the women's scores on the bottom on the ticker to pink and uh, make it a positive thing to raise money for, uh, you know, cancer, breast yeah, cancer for the KAL Foundation, yeah, long time like NC State Put a coach. phone number up there. People could call and donate, put all the scores in pink. That never happens because you get confused men's scores and women's scores on that ticker sometimes, and I'm not the only one. All right, Doug Kazarian with us, former ESPN betting analyst. And uh, Doug... On the topic of the Clippers, quickly, I wanted to hit on this because we got a, a graphic here. Over the past 20 years, the Clips have uh, been a burnout in the playoffs. They've lost in the opening round five times, lost in the conference semis five times, and they've blown some big leads in the playoffs. Now, they do have the best record in the NBA since December 1st to 27-7. and What's different about this Clippers team, do you think, once we get to the playoffs this year? Well, they have a big three. I mean, that starts there, but that's during the regular season. We all know about Harden in the playoffs over the years, so we're going to have to see it to believe it. But if he's going to be a third option, I think we're going to be okay. I mean, he was second option against Embiid in an absolute flameout, but so was Embiid. So I think I think it starts with Kawhi, right, former Finals MVP. There is an actual track record with all this, and that says a lot. And the depth there. I mean, they have more depth than they typically do. now. They have had depth in the past, and some guys have had some monster performances, but it starts with Kawhi. And I think also there is an element of just incremental success. You have to kind of go through things in order to get over the hump. It's, it's rare that we see teams come out of nowhere and win it all. The Warriors did it that first year, but they completely revolutionized the NBA, and they weren't completely out of nowhere, but they didn't have the typical growing pains like you often see, like the Denver Nuggets did with the first couple, uh, you know, getting reaching the conference finals and losing to the Lakers and things like that. And then they get over the hump and win it all. I do think things are incremental in the NBA based on the best of seven format. So I, I, I think the Clippers have sort of paid their dues, for lack of a better phrase. But the West is going to be so brutal, and only one team can come out. So we can say things like flameouts and stuff like that. And they've blown leads, to your point, for sure. But when it's that stacked and, like, literally six teams can come out of the West, um, maybe seven, it's hard to criticize too much if they're not one of them. All right, one last thing to talk about here before you go. Onlyplayers.com is where you can find Doug Kazarian. And, uh, Doug, this is interesting handicapping week leading up to the All-Star break in Indianapolis, uh, West Reynolds' hometown. we got three games on Thursday, and you got the uh, Warriors back in action tomorrow night at Utah. Can you talk about your handicapping philosophy here right before the break? So about 15 years ago, I took a bath on a Nuggets home game on a Thursday night TNT, and Doug Collins was on the call, and he was just saying, "Ah, the games I hated the most were when we had right going into the All Star break. A lot of these guys have one foot out the door; they're planning their parties or their trips with their family, and it was just one of those games where it was like a double digit favorite or something that lost outright. And I'll never forget that. So you always got to be careful this final week." because there's a lot of sponsorship parties. I mean, we we even remember that here in 07 when Vegas hosted the All-Star Game. There's so many events with, you know, they're paid a lot of money, and they're just, you know, they all have managers and agents, but some of it's the social calendar, family life. So you just got to be careful, and we've seen some upsets this week. Now that happens often in the NBA. It's not just, just this week, but I do like betting on a team that has another game tomorrow like the Warriors do versus a team that does not, like the Clippers, who this is their last game. 
going into the break. So there's only three games to tomorrow, meaning six games, six teams play. So keep that in mind, you know, when you handicap this stuff. And I was even trying to uh, revisit that with the break of the in-season tournament when they broke for the teams that broke versus the teams that did not. These teams that were going to have a week off in December for the in-season tournament, I was wondering if that was going to be something that was going to be a common denominator like it is typically every year at the All-Star break. But just something to keep in mind. Players can get checked out. But they can also hit a wall, man. Teams need a break like I was talking about a little bit ago with the Knicks. Doug, uh, one more on that uh, before we go here uh, for the Thursday night games. I know each game is individual in its own right, but when you're talking about that angle, do you find that the road team, that last night before the All-Star break, do you think the road team has more focus or the home team has more focus as a general rule? It's a great question. I told myself, and maybe I'll do it this year during the break, but like, I want to go look that up and see who's covered these games and stuff. I think it's – I don't. my gut says nothing because it's more about – um, you know, all-star weekend being in a remote place or, you know, a, a, a vacation. So it has nothing to do with, you know, that day or whatever. But I even wanted to look up Super Bowl, Super Bowl on Sunday and see if the teams at home <laughs> had different kids. Remember there was that year when people were talking about Christmas morning, first quarters all went under <laughs> and fading teams. It's, there's such nonsense. More, It's more funny than anything, but I, I do – Anytime there's a trend, I want to look into the substance of it and try to connect dots. You never know. Um, and it, it took the market a while. I think, what, 10 years ago was when uh, the NBA started adjusting their uh, first quarter lines, the teams down 0-2 in the playoffs and things like that. Like, there are narratives that are actually applicable. You just got to uncover them. And, of course, as we go on, secret gets out on a lot of these. So, um, you know, you got to uncover new ones. But that's a fair question, and I've tried to – dig deep but a lot of times you just don't know if because there's like nine different you know there's different teams different players like tonight let's just say the Warriors blow out the Clippers and you want to put it in the category of you know road team or whatever but it's like so much more than that Kawhi's out Clippers are fried Knicks are fried because Tim plays everyone a million minutes so it's not just the calendar Hey, Wes Reynolds is chomping at the bit to talk about the Indiana Pacers and their dramatic win tonight. We have to take a break. That's the betting bully. He's betting against DePaul and Georgetown every shot he gets. Doug Kazarian, OnlyPlayers.com. Thanks, Doug. You got it, fellas. Thank Thank you. you, Doug. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, thanks to Doug Kazarian for working overtime with us on the show tonight. Doug of uh, OnlyPlayers.com. And uh, Wes, we're back here. Let's update what happened with the Indiana Pacers game tonight. Big win for your Pacers. Yeah, Pascal Siakam and his uh, return back to his original stomping grounds there in Toronto. Uh, uh, hits a shot late, and uh, Pacers end up hanging on 127 to 125 after a really bad loss at Charlotte uh, the other night. No Miles Turner, but... Siakam goes for 23 in his return. Tyrese Halliburton, 21 and 12, starting and uh, 12 assists, I should say, starting to extend his minutes. Remember, he's been having the uh, the hamstring issue, but uh, Pacers will go in the All Star break, uh, 31 and 25. So, uh, you know, uh, they'll of course the host for the All Star festivities. Tyrese Halliburton uh, uh, makes the All Star uh, team for the first time, and. Uh, I think a lot of Pacers, they'll have Pacer representation in all of the various events, the three-point shootout, uh, the uh, the skills challenge, and uh, all that good stuff going on this weekend in Indy. Hopefully nothing uh, ridiculous happens in Indianapolis like happened in Kansas City. Exactly, today. exactly. That was uh, uh, very, very awful. To, Another uh, mass shooting. It appears uh, the last report is 22 shot, one dead at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade today. And, you know, last week there were a lot of media people or uh, just in general, uh, let's say celebrities in town saying, you know, it's going to be chaos in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it might be crazy and thinking something really bad could happen. We saw Arash Markazi, who uh, runs the Sporting Tribune, and uh, he's got a column up tonight about how Las Vegas is a perfect home for the Super Bowl, why the NFL loves Vegas as a host city for the game, and why the game is likely going to come back by 2030. 
uh, to Las Vegas. And Wes, when uh, NBA All-Star Weekend was in Vegas, many that years was, ago. That was chaos. That was a crap show yes. for the most part. And uh, the Super Bowl actually... I thought the weekend ran really smoothly. Yeah, and, uh, very. T- got yeah. rave reviews from a lot of people. Hopefully, uh, the NBA All Star Weekend in Indianapolis is a big hit. Yeah, too. I mean, it just you know sadly shows. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but uh, uh, shows that it can happen anywhere. It can happen absolutely anywhere, and unfortunately, happened in uh, Kansas City today. So we are thinking of that city tonight. All right, and uh, early stages of the Clippers-Warriors game, 3.30 to go in the first quarter. Golden State leads 23-18, to and uh, the Clips do have the best record in the association since the f- December 1st. Yeah. 27-7. and Well, they got off to a rough start after the James Harden acquisition, but uh, they've calmed down, and I think when this team is fully healthy, they are going to be a handful to deal with in the playoffs. Well, and they've got veterans, too, uh, that embracing their role, of course, you know, with uh, Harden, PG, and Kawhi it kind starting. It feels like this is the last big chance for the Yeah, Clippers. it is. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Russell Westbrook so far embracing that role off the uh, bench. You've got P.J. Tucker, who, you know, 3 and D guys out there to defend and, you know, get rebounds, don't need a lot of scoring out of him. Uh, you got some depth in the middle. you got Zubac, you got Plumlee, uh, Daniel Tice, uh, who they got on a buyout of his original on the Pacers roster. Uh, Norm Powell can be a good scorer off the bench. So, yeah, look, uh, the Clippers, it's kind of, I know, I understand, believe it when you see it, based on uh, the playoff rows, uh, you turn, uh, I think you used the term uh, burnout, uh, so that reminded me, of course, of uh, Hey, Hey, My, My, the Neil Young song, It's Better to Burn Out Than to Fade Away. So uh, we'll see if the Clippers, uh, you know, burn all the way to the championship, or if they fade away again. Well, they might have a two-year window here. It's uh, Kawhi Leonard's 32, James Harden's 34. These guys have a lot of mileage on them, too, and an injury history. And if the Clippers can stay healthy, you got to like your chances. But I thought Doug Kazarian said something smart there. It's obvious, too. If you didn't bet the Clippers early... Sure as hell, don't take five to one. Yeah, now. yeah, tough, yeah. tough, tough to get there now. <laughs> you can't uh, so. take five to one. Don't. Yeah, do that. The, the the thing with the future stuff, it's all it's all about timing, right. and that and and that's what you want to do. You wanna you wanna time this now. Sometimes you time it, and it still doesn't go your way necessarily. But that's what you want to do. Like you don't want to be betting. I, I know I know that we talk about it on this network, and then uh, other other folks in the space as well. Because it's content, you know, talking about, okay, here's what the MVP odds are. You don't want to be betting the MVP in like week 16 or week 17 in the NFL. If you got it in the summer, you got it earlier in the season, good on you. But uh, all that awards market is timing. And I know uh, I know you don't like to focus a lot on it. And I, quite frankly, don't have as much time because, you know, we're, we're handicapping and gambling day to day. And when you're doing that, it's tough to pay attention to the awards market. That's something I want to do better is pay attention to these futures and these awards markets a little bit better. Well, unless you're getting uh, long odds or getting value on a, on a player early in the season. Yeah. I don't think you ever – too often I think people who bet the awards markets are late to the party. Yeah. And look, I understand. And Doug brought that point up uh, in uh, the first of his two segments. You know, he has Kawhi. At 100 to 1, it's 30 to 1. Now, is Doug like expecting, hey, I'm going to win that ticket? Probably not. But he got it. He got there early. And look, if the Clippers do finish with the best record in the NBA, it's not all that far fetched. Although I think. Uh, and you could have got those odds on Kawhi as recently as a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's like it's not totally far fetched, especially now with Embiid hurt. And uh, do they want to give it to the Joker again? Giannis has already won it. So it's like. Okay, well, who's going to win it? Are they going to necessarily give it to Tatum in Boston? So, you know, because that's kind of a team by committee. It's a different guy that's like the star every night on that team. So maybe maybe it could be Kawhi. So even if that bet does not win, that's a good bet that Doug made. All right, back to college hoops. Ugly loss for South Carolina tonight. It's been a great season for this team. 21-3 and three going into the game tonight, but South Carolina takes a 101-61 beating at all. Yeah, I was looking, and I was saying, it was, I think it was about 85 of like four minutes left. I was like, Auburn's going to try to hang a hundo on these guys, and they did. 36 of 59 from the floor, 12 of 20 from the three-point. South Carolina uh, did not shoot the ball very well tonight. So so those, uh, those defensive efficiency ratings for South Carolina are going to take a hit. 
in the Ken Palm when you give up 100 points uh, like that. Uh, so South Carolina, the eighth longest winning streak now over at seven. Still a very good season, though, at 21-4. and four. So now just kind of flipping that forward with Auburn. No letdown off that game, though, because they're getting the Wildcats coming in on Saturday night. I believe that's the college game day game this weekend. Well, this is also kind of a get-right spot for Auburn after losing to Florida and getting embarrassed yeah, on Saturday. Because they right? lost by 16, but they were down by, like, 30. Oh, come on. That was they were down game. 30. Never yeah, they never oh, led wow. in the game. So, you know, uh, SEC, SEC has been uh, uh, an excellent conference this year, and uh, South Carolina actually shared the lead going into the night with Alabama. How about Alabama who started off so poorly? It's like, what's wrong with this team? I think this team is going to end up going farther than that team last year that had uh, the number two overall pick in the draft in Brandon Miller. I think this, this Alabama mm-hmm. team is actually better. Not that not better talent collectively, but I think a better team. Uh, so Alabama now number one in the SEC all by its lonesome. South Carolina, Auburn in second. Uh, Tennessee uh, likely going to eight and three in the conference. They are up seventy-one to forty-nine in Fayetteville against Arkansas. Already seventy-one points. Twelve minutes left to go. Tell you in the what, second. the misery continues for Eric Musselman and the and the Hogs tonight, getting blown out at home by the Vols, down twenty-two with eleven and a half minutes to go. I did not consider taking Arkansas. I, I did not either. Uh, I, I did. I left. I left this. I left this game alone. Uh, but Arkansas, of the uh, nine, I think possible NCAA tournament teams for the for the SEC, maybe they end up with eight. Depends on uh, with A uh, and M, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss. Arkansas certainly not amongst that discussion. Uh, what a disappointing team that has been this year. Well, I want to know what betters who was out there betting DePaul. Tonight. Who was taking DePaul in the first half? Who was taking DePaul in the game? Because that's the definition of an ugly dog, the Blue Demons. 24-and-a-half-point home dogs tonight. And right now they're down 35, 75-40 to 40 with 12-12 to go. That's about like an hour past ugly. Danny Hurley has uh, pulled out some of his starters here with 12-and-a-half minutes to go, which he should. Yeah, this is, uh, this is where uh, I think he's got a couple out. I, I don't see the big man clinging out there certainly but uh yeah this is where you're wanting to go with the uh the uh, student uh managers uh i believe uh, i believe somebody did tweet at fezzik though that uh uh depaul plus the points was the uh, ncaa basketball system of the week what is what i saw whose system is that i believe uh, uh i think it was uh, i think it might have been uh, big al the working man's pal and i'm not talking al scalliot yeah well Whatever system that is, you're going to end up pushing a shopping cart. <laughs> I think Fezzik responded, uh, yeah. I would lay a big price. You have not seen this DePaul team play this year. Not going to follow that system. You're no. living out of that shopping cart on a street corner. No. That stuff. Okay. Also, we got a game about to go. For, it is final now in the Big Ten. Maryland wins and covers. Well, it's 70, a meltdown from Iowa, too. 78-68 over Iowa. 78-66 final score. This was, uh, I believe, 60-60 to 60, uh, when I first looked up at this in Maryland. Uh, not only wins outright, covers the five. UNLV at Fresno State tips at 8 p.m. Pacific, and we'll talk uh, PGA Tour. Tigers back. Stay tuned. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new players can deposit $5 and get a no sweat bet up to 1000 in bonus bets. If your first bet loses, download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up. Official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code VSIN. All right, we got a college game that's going to tip very soon in Fresno. UNLV at Fresno State and Rebels off a big win Saturday at the pit in Albuquerque. They were 12-point underdogs and took down New Mexico in that game. The Rebels have historically played well at the pit over the years, which is why I took the points with them. They match up well with that uh, New Mexico team. I didn't expect the Rebels to get the straight-up win, but they did, led most of the way. And uh, this has been a a very inconsistent UNLV basketball team. Can run really hot or ice cold. And we saw how cold the Rebels could be about a month ago when they were at home as 11-point favorites, and they got beat 90-58 to by Air Force. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and uh, UNLV, by the way, has won four in a row, but this is not exactly the spot I want to lay them. On the road, I know. I know they just beat this Fresno team a couple weeks ago by nine at the Thomas and. But Mac, it was a lot but, closer than a nine-point game. Yeah, it was actually, it was actually a two-possession game in the final minute, and it was free throws, and missed shots by Fresno, stretched it out to nine. So the score's a little bit deceiving. I took Fresno plus five in this game tonight, and um, Xavier Ducell, senior guard for the Bulldogs, been hot, red hot from the floor, shooting from three, twenty-six points. He's averaged in the last two games wins against Air Force and San Jose State. That's a Fresno team that's challenged offensively. UNLV is definitely the more talented offensive team. But Justin Hudson knows how to defend UNLV. And last year, Fresno swept the Rebels in two games. The one here in Vegas, like I said a few weeks ago, very tight to the end. I think this one's going to be tight tonight. Fresno has a way of making games ugly as well. Yeah, this would be Fresno or pass for me, just because if if UNLV goes to the pattern, they beat the good competition, and then the lesser teams, they tend to struggle. You know, I'm looking at the uh, betting screen, Wes, and I'll throw this to you. Uh, This is the last game on the board tonight, 7-11, 7-12, UNLV at Fresno State. Circa was at five overnight, now at four and a half. I'm seeing this... The screen light up a little bit. A few books, including DraftKings and the Westgate Superbook, are going to UNLV minus five. This being the last game of the night, 
I'm going to say that's probably not sharp money on the favorite. It's probably betters playing the last game on mm-hmm. the board. And what do betters usually do? They play the favorite. Yeah, they do. And and look, you get to a point where sometimes you're either chasing or maybe you're like 500 and you're looking uh, to try to get a winning night. So, yeah, this would be this would be the Bulldogs or nothing for me. And the Bulldogs uh, all of a sudden have won a couple in a row. Look, uh, very, very anemic, shall we say, offensively is uh, – Fresno State, and they really have been for a couple years, but two road games, usually that's kind of a shaky spot when you win two on the road and then you come back home, the potential to be flat. I don't see that, though, with uh, with uh, Fresno and Justin Hudson, of course, a former assistant here at UNLV, was uh, part of the uh, uh, Dave Rice staff, I believe. Uh, also so. a former San Diego State assistant. Yeah, so, so there's a lot <clears throat> of familiarity here. Justin Hudson, uh, not doing a great job with this Fresno State team, but I expect this to be a competitive, uh, close game to the wire tonight. Fresno 11 and 13 and 4 and 7 in the Mountain West, one of the few teams not really in the discussion for uh, the postseason. Because you got a lot of good teams in the Mountain West. UNLV trying to become relevant, and that win at New Mexico on Saturday does make the Rebels more relevant. But they also have a big rivalry game coming up Saturday at the Thomas Mack against Nevada. This is kind of the sandwich game, yeah. Wes. On the yeah, road to Fresno, and, and this is a tough trip, too. And UNLV is kind of right in that middle. Actually, UNLV, uh, fifth in the conference based on record at six and four. Uh, the big four have kind of been Utah State, San Diego State, New Mexico, Boise State, Colorado State, of course, uh, uh, got blitzed in the second half by San Diego State last night. Colorado State, seven and five. Nevada, six and five. So Colorado State and Nevada, who are one win away from being both 20-win teams, Right now would be the six and seven seed in the Mountain West tournament. Utah State down at Wyoming late in the first half. I did, uh, like you said at the start of the show, take the Cowboys for a small bet tonight. And that is uh, Wyoming plus eight at home. We'll see if the Cowboys can uh, close this out as home dogs. They are up 39-33 on Utah State. They said uh, about a minute and a half to go before the half. So also last night, Wes, it was not not a good night for me in college hoops last night, but I did have a winner late with New Mexico plus three at Nevada. How about Jamal Bashburn Jr. hitting two late threes in New Mexico winning that game 83-82 up in Reno. I was disappointed in Steve Alford and what uh, the Wolfpack drew up for the final shot last night. So there's down one, 16.8 seconds on the clock. You've got one of the best free throw shooters in the country in your offense, Jared Lucas. Alford draws up a play to throw in the ball to Keenan Blackshear, mm-hmm. who's not a good free throw shooter. Blackshear's about 64% from the free throw line. Throw it into Blackshear. He just dribbles time away, wastes time. Down one. Waste a bunch of the time. Dribbles around like a, a globetrotter wannabe until he spins around and throws up a turnaround jumper from about 15 feet with three seconds left on the clock, bounces off the rim, batted around, that's it, game over. I hated that final play designed by well, Steve. Well, we were, and we were texting about that after the game last night. Got 16 seconds left, right? Wasted a bunch of the time. Timeout. Oh, you, you know when you're down one. Look, if you're tied, and New Mexico hit a two at the end of the tie, it was a three in the corner. If you're tied... That's okay. Okay, yeah. You're if, down. Yeah, you're yeah. down one. You have to get a shot up probably you know, within seven, eight seconds to give yourself a chance, at least at an offensive rebound and a put back a second chance opportunity. Or if you but miss, even then you foul. You foul. And, and, and you, you know, yeah, you're, then you're down three and New Mexico is either going to let it play out or they're going to foul you. But you got to give, you got to give yourself a chance. Uh, I was, I was disappointed with what, uh, with what Steve Alford drew up uh, in that scenario. Blackshear, that was just a bad shot. They got the offensive rebound, but time had already expired because uh-huh. that's what happens. And that's why you need to get that shot up as quickly as possible because what happens, the ball gets batted around and, you know, it slips through a kid's hands. So then the time is still running, and then that's what happened uh, uh, to uh, the Wolfpack last night. So you also took a tough beat tonight on uh, another end game. What was the game tonight? Well, yeah, and it ended up being an okay night, but uh, that was one I had. I had four. Now, I didn't get the best number, uh, and then, you know, shame on me. You try to always get the best number, but – had uh, St. Joe at Loyola, Chicago tonight. 3.7 seconds left to go. It had been a three-point game. Loyola was Drew Valentine, the coach at Loyola. They were fouling up three. 
every single time St. Joe would make the foul shots. So 3.7 left, you're not going to foul because you don't want to foul on a shot. So at that point, you're like, okay, don't foul. Not enough time. Play it out. So what happens, uh, St. Joe, of course, takes a three. They're down three. They got to try to tie the game. Misses. Uh, kid gets the rebound probably with about maybe around one second left to go. So, of course, the natural instinct for the defender is to try to foul because they're not looking at the clock at the time. Referee blows the whistle with .1 second left on the clock. And what happens? Uh, Loyola makes two free throws and uh, game ends five. I hate that. Just swallow the whistle. Yeah, I, I would blow the whistle. Well, it was, the, it, was, it was the same. It was the same damn thing that happened uh, last Friday night. If you had San Diego oh, yeah. State, and uh, uh, they blew a foul with like point three or point five. Actually, they had to go to the table. They didn't even go to the table in this in this St. Joe game that I was uh, watching on the app here. It was point one left, and they blew the whistle. You know, and uh, didn't let it go. And unfortunately, if you were on St. Joe, uh, you take the L tonight. All right, quick mention of uh, golf, just a tease to what we're going to talk about in the final hour. Genesis Riviera Country Club in L.A. and uh, West Tiger Woods returns. How do you think Tiger's going to play this weekend? Uh, well, he, he's going to make the weekend. Look, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm guessing he's not going to say, yeah, I'm all torn up body-wise, but he says he was healthy and, you know, hasn't played. Uh, says, the, the you know, the ankle is good. He's walking well, so... He's never really played well here at, at Riviera. This is not his course, but in order to make the cut here out of 70 players, you've got to be either in the top 50 in ties or you've got to be within 10 shots of the lead. So you're, you're only going to have like a few guys miss the cut here. So I understand. people And people want to root for Tiger anyway. They're betting him on the yes. It seems some sharp guys are on the no. I would say maybe he makes it on the number. That's about the best I would hope for for uh, Tiger. It's probably going to be a close call. So Tiger to make the cut, yes, is about minus 130, 140 in that neighborhood yeah, right now. Yeah, and there was a little bit of money on the no yesterday, about five cents of a drop. There's only a handful of guys who are not going to make the cut. It's probably mm -hmm. like 15 guys who are not going to make the cut because mm -hmm. it's a reduced field with 70 players. You could theoretically have the uh, entire field make the cut this week. All right, we'll talk more golf betting in the final hour. Also, college basketball. We're going to take a look at the Thursday card. Bruce Marshall joins the show, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March, and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.